0: father's lightsaber. What? Lightsabers, precious. Ho,
1: ho, ho. hello and welcome to What's lightsabers precious? The Lord of the Rings and Star Wars Encyclopedia podcast where we waste time on fictional wikis. Ho, 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 ho. I'm Santa. And I'm Mrs. Claus. Oh, wait, no, I'm not. I'm Joanna. But I'm really Santa. Santa? Ho, ho, ho. You're really him. Yes, it's me, Santa Claus. Ho, ho, ho. Santa, what happened to Ryan? I ate him. Ho, ho, ho. He was a tasty little
0: cookie wasn't he <laughs>
1: he's got your belly shaking like a bowl full of murder
0: oh god he feels like he's giving me indigestion Oh,
1: <laughs> Santa be real with me did you really bore my husband
0: yes it's my fetish <laughs>
1: alright then you're gonna have to read his part of this podcast cause the show must go on
0: nope <laughs>
1: oh, oh you are
0: oh, thanks thanks Santa
1: how did it feel to be bored?
0: My God, Joanna, it's full of stars. <laughs> um,
1: well, I'm glad you're back with us, uh, because now it's time for us to do our Christmas episode, our second annual Christmas episode, that yeah, is. Yeah, if you
0: missed last year, we delved into Wookiee Life Day, we delved into J.R. Tolkien's letters to his boys from Mr. Claus himself. Who just spit me up. And so this year we have something a little bit different planned. A little few, few, a few different gifts under the tree than last year or under your menorah or your, your, uh.
1: You don't know anything about Kwanzaa, do you?
0: Kwanzaa.
1: You know absolutely nothing about Kwanzaa. Now you're stuck. You're stuck. Um, you committed yourself to this multicultural comparative, and now you can't even carry it out So you don't know anything about Kwanzaa. The,
0: the Ramadan
1: lights. Okay, that'll work. We'll go with that. Uh, yeah. Real nice. Real nice, Ryan. Real nice. No, this is an idea that we've been kicking around for a little while, and I've avoided doing it because I'm worried that people are going to think I am derisive or dismissive towards fanfiction. And I want to clarify, I love fanfiction. I read fanfiction almost constantly. Ryan can attest to this. And I write it myself. Yep. So uh, this is not intended to make fun of fanfiction as a genre. This is simply intended to spotlight some of the funner and quirkier Christmas-related fanfiction that is available right now to you free of charge on the internet.
0: I'm here to make fun of it.
1: Ryan is here to make fun of it. Ryan is not a fanfiction fan.
0: Yeah, fanfic, it's kind of ride or die, and I'm definitely in the die category.
1: I really like it. I wrote an entire graduate school term paper on it, so just so you guys know where I stand. But anyway, we're going to change up the format a little bit, because we are going to be interspersing the Lord of the Rings and Star Wars sections rather than keeping them distinct. So I'm going to read, you know, a, a Lord of the Rings fanfic or two, and Ryan's going to read a Star Wars fanfic or two, and all are going to be at least tentatively related to Christmas.
0: Now, don't turn it off just yet. These are not just going to be your regular old tumblr fanfics with boys with sharp cheekbones talking to each other. No, no, no. We picked really entertaining and fun ones that you may enjoy even if you're not a fanfic person. I'm not a fanfic person at all. And I found stories that made me laugh. And they are sure going to put you in the Christmas spirit.
1: That goes without saying. Absolutely.
0: So gather around the old Yule log, grow some chestnuts over it, burn some candles on your menorah, do whatever Kwanzaa people do, and settle in for some holiday stories. So without further
1: ado, I present to you one magical Yule. Oh,
0: I'm settling in, yes.
1: This story... It's called One Magical Yule, and the entire description is just one yule in Imladris. You know what Imladris is, right? In... Do I? It's Rivendell. Oh. It's
0: the elvish term for Rivendell. Did you tell me that? I mean,
1: you probably told me that. I, I probably you told know. you that at some point, and you just forgot. But anyway, just a disclaimer, this is rated mature. Okay, so it's if, not... you're
0: yo- Listen, if you're younger than 17, turn this
1: off. No, 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 you don't need to, because this is actually not sexy so much as just really, really... Goopy,
0: Like, so. If you wa-
1: schmaltzy or soppy or, like, just really saccharine.
0: If you have a shred of irony in your body, turn this off now. It's going to make you want to cringe. Or
1: turn your irony off.
0: Oh, okay. That's the other option. one go on the toggles, turn the irony switch off. And-
1: in this story, Elrond and Legolas are dating, uh, which is just the framework we need to accept before we venture into it, okay? So, if you don't like non-canonical romantic pairings and or you're homophobic, turn back now because there's probably about four fanfics on all of Archive of our own that don't feature a non canonical same sex so, pairing.
0: How many people are still listening to the show? You think?
1: Uh, I think
0: you. I think you're me, the only one. Me, me. I'm tur- listening to. I it think at this I've point. turned it off already. Yes.
1: Uh, you don't like non canonical pairings, or are you homophobic? No, I'm
0: just saying. I think there's people who fanfic is a is a hard pill to swallow, and I think you've picked a pretty heavy one to drop on them at first.
1: Well, I'll teach you to swallow. Okay. You'll also hear in this story about Glorfindel and Arrester. Glorfindel is the elf who escorted Frodo to Rivendell in the book instead of Arwen.
0: Who's Arrester? A cop? And Arrester is the <laughs> Do chief. they arrest people? He's the chief
1: counselor of Alron's household. Oh, okay. So, you know, maybe he has arrest duties. I don't know. He and Glorfindel are also together in this story, by the way. Oh, okay. So, got it? Got it. All right, let's go. I'm gonna read you There's this. A lot of scene setting, story. but I think I'm
0: ready for this story about Yule in Imeldris.
1: Okay, so here we go. Now you have to put like the sugary sweetest Christmas music over this, okay? Because this is a very very sweet story. Okay. Okay. Arrestor surveyed the effect of the last decorations being hung in the Hall of Fire. Everything was perfect. Boughs of evergreen and holly hung along doorways, frosty window panes, and in giant swags across the ceiling. The giant fir tree sparkled with the hundreds of crystal stars and round silver moons used to decorate it. Touches of the upcoming Yule celebration were all throughout the last homely house. Mistletoe hung in unexpected places. Guest rooms held baskets of late fall and winter fruits and holly plants. And one Wonderful smells were emanating from the kitchens. Lindare and his musicians had been practicing new songs for the celebrations for weeks and finally were ready. All he needed now was for Arwen and the twins to arrive safely from their visit to Lothlorien with their Galadrium escort by tomorrow, the Eve of Yule. You feeling festive yet?
0: I'm still stuck on giant swags.
1: I do not know that swag is the proper count noun for boughs of evergreen and holly. Swag, 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 swag on you! I don't think that's the proper count noun, but uh, you know, I, I don't know what the proper count noun is. In fairness, so. Arwen and
0: the twins, the
1: twins—those are her brothers. Okay, Eladan and Ella here. All right, leaving the hall to complete the remainder of his inspection, Arrester chuckled as he spotted Elrond catch his golden-haired mate under a sprig of mistletoe and kiss him passionately. <laughs> Legolas had been the best thing to happen to Imlodris' lord after the many long years of loneliness that followed Calabrian's untimely death. Everyone in the valley had grown to love the Golden Prince sent to the realm by Thranduil as Mirkwood's ambassador to Imladris many years ago. After a tumultuous courtship that included not only Thranduil leaving his own realm, but Galadriel and Celeborn as well, the two had finally bonded and were blissfully happy.
0: Are they just together because they're like the only two elves with names that are boys in the Lord of the Rings? No,
1: they're, they're, first of all, they're not the only two elves I'm with just names talking are boys. I think people just liked the pairing and they I guess interact. thought they were both attractive. Active and they, they don't talk to each other I mean, yeah Ar- But then again, Arrestor and Glorfindel aren't even in the movies and I'm just are saying are not in the books for an excessively long period of time So, you know Do they even make eye contact? People just ship with them Yes, they do At the Council of Elrond, probably <laughs> And so he makes
0: eye contact with Pippin as well So I guess they should probably mate now Maybe they did Okay, You maybe. don't know I don't
1: know So I'm going to skip ahead a little bit Elrond and Legolas walked in the silent garden, as was their habit before retiring, even in the cold of winter. It was a magical night. Stars glittered brightly in the dark sky, and there was a deep hush over the valley. The snow on the fir trees and hanging icicles sparkled in the moonlight. It is so beautiful, Elrond said softly, turning his eyes upward to the stars. Yes. Yes. So very beautiful, Legolas whispered, watching the star's reflections twinkle in his husband's steel grey eyes. You are so beautiful, and I love you so much. Let us go to bed, beloved. I ache for you. Oh my
0: god.
1: It's sweet, right? It's 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 very sweet, it's right? It's so drippy.
0: It's so sweet. Saccharin and <laughs> it makes is, my it makes my teeth hurt.
1: It gets even more sacred if you can believe it. Oh my God. So let's cut to Glorfindel. So Glorfindel tucked the blanket around his sleeping daughter and kissed her softly. He and Arestor crept out of her room and back to their own. Pulling Arestor into his arms, he said, Do you think we will ever have another one, Arestor? I don't know, love. I hope so. We have asked the Valor for so long to let me conceive again. Glorfindel nodded and kissed his husband softly. Shall we try right now? Arrester grinned, like we try every night. Gross. So we know that they are making it every night. Also, I, I, I'm I, kind of dropping this in your laugh suddenly, but this is an mpreg story. Okay, now listen. This I, is a I'm male not,
0: pregnancy story? I think, I think, uh, yeah, the, the gay romance, fine. It's great. Well, it's, but it's super syrupy, but yeah. It's super syrupy. I have nothing wrong with that. I said gross because it's like Sex havers, man. I don't know. I don't... You
1: don't understand sex havers generally. It's
0: it's gross because it's so schmaltzy and it's like, let's conceive. It's like, oh god.
1: If anybody talked like that to me in real life, I would call the ghost guard on them. (laughs) (laughs) I would not stand for that.
0: Oh man.
1: I would definitely inform the authorities immediately. Alright, so, to continue, Legolas is back arched as, hang on, uh, hold on no, no 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 we're gonna you know let you guys leave the rest hang on of the, hang the, the, on that's Joanna. the mature that's the mature part that's the mature part we're gonna we're gonna let you guys imagine what the rest of that sentence is but whatever happened it caused white lights to sparkle behind his closed eyelids and unseen by any of the imladris elves a star blazed across the heavens oh my god making love ryan love making is a beautiful thing it's not this fanfic writer's fault that you only see it as something cheap and tawdry and disgusting. It could be beautiful. Have they had sex? I mean, they're married. This so author? See. Oh, this author! I can't speak to that. Okay. Uh, probably not. It's <laughs> because I've never seen a single star blaze across the heavens. No. <laughs> But So, cutting back to Arrester in Glorfindel. Arrester suddenly sat up in bed and gripped his husband's hand hard. Glorfindel was instantly awake. Tears ran down Arrestor's cheeks and quickly turned into sobs. Cradling his mate in his arms, Glorfindel whispered, What is it, beloved? What is wrong? Arrestor shook his head and smiled through his tears. Nothing is wrong, he sobbed out. Everything is right! He placed Glorfindel's hand on his stomach and covered it with his own. We are with child! Can you feel his light? Christmas is cancelled. (laughs) <laughs> Doesn't it make it more no, beautiful Christmas than is,
0: Christmas? Christmas is over. No more Christmas. Christmas is
1: over. If you want it, if I do want it now. <laughs> We're gonna skip ahead. Mercifully, I wish you would. <laughs> mercifully, a little later. So, Legolas and Elrond are sitting by the fire, right? Like, this is like the next day. Legolas took his husband's two hands and laid them on his stomach. Close your eyes. Tell me what the healer in you sees and feels. Elrond was a bit confused, but did what Legolas asked. His hands began to move over Legolas's stomach. Oh, he whispered. Oh, my love. With tears running down his face, he kissed Legolas gently and then held him tightly. Two beautiful gifts, beloved. Two beautiful gifts.
0: These are Twins?
1: Yeah, he's 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 pregnant with twins. Oh yes, God. yes. Ada, is something wrong? Eladon asked. This is one of uh, Elrond's sons. Okay. Concerned at his father's tears, he and Elrohir knelt next to their father and his mate. Elrond shook his head and looked up at his warrior healer sons. <laughs> my large adult <laughs> my warrior large healer sons. <laughs> large adult warrior
0: healer <laughs> sons. And
1: Elrond says to his sons, "Place your hands under mine." He lifted his hands, and the twins each placed a hand on Legolas' stomach. A moment later, the twins grinned at each other, and then at their father and Legolas, You are with child, er, children, Legolas, Elodon said. Twins, Elrohir grinned. You are going to have twins. Legolas nodded. A girl and a boy. One set of identical twins around here is enough. Because Elodon... Yeah, I- yeah, I got it, I got it. Got got it. it. Elrond smiled even more broadly and hugged Legolas closer. Arrestor Look at Elrond, I wonder what's happening, Glorfindel said. Arrester took his eyes off their daughter and looked. I suspect Legolas has just told Elrond he is with child. Glorfindel raised his eyebrows. You knew? Arestor nodded. This morning, Legolas came and asked me how I knew I was with child. I knew then, but I did not tell either him or Elrond that I knew. Our children will be born on the same day and grow up together. Glorfindel smiled at Arestor and kissed him. Oh my god. Oh my god, their children are going to be born on the exact same day and they're going to grow up together and everybody's going to be happy and saccharine forever. Oh my god. This is so sweet. Oh my god. How could you not feel festive after reading this sweet, oh, sweet fanfic? I
0: feel like I'm dead.
1: Well, probably of uh, you know diabetic coma, I to feel be like
0: my teeth fell out and I died.
1: Well, in that case, why don't you break up the syrupy monotony with the Star Wars story?
0: Well, I got more syrup for you. This is a story called Icy Steps. By writer of many fandoms.
1: Writer of many fandoms. And this
0: story, what I found, I mean, I'm not much of a fanfic guy, but when I did research for this, I realized there's a lot of fanfics about me. About you? Well, you know, where it's like, I'm in the story. (gasps) Oh, you're talking
1: about reader insert fanfiction. that's what they
0: call it, nerd. Yes.
1: That is what they call it. Do they have a lot of Y slash N for your name? Yes. Oh, those are some of my favorites. I, I want you to actually say Ryan when you're reading it.
0: Okay. Will you
1: promise? All right,
0: so this is okay. called Icy Steps. Doors being slammed, raised voices, and watery eyes were all the product of fighting. You hated fighting with your boyfriend, and you too rarely ever did. It was so stupid and silly, as were most of your fights. You were mad because you had seen him talking to this girl lately, and you finally confronted him. Qui-Gon had been offended that you wouldn't even... I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right, so I just happy. Sorry. You saw Qui-Gon talking to another girl and you are so jealous? Qui-Gon
0: had been offended that you would even think he was cheating on you, so the fighting had ensued. The Mason wouldn't do that. No, Qui-Gon wouldn't. He's an honorable man. In a huff, you grabbed your coat and stormed off. Maybe you would go visit Padme and vent, or just grab some tea with Obi-Wan. But then you fall down the stairs.
1: Oh no!
0: I cut this paragraph out, but it really describes how you, like, fall on your
1: ass on the ice. You <laughs> fall really, really hard. You know what's funny? Yeah. There was one what? other story that I didn't end up including in here, yeah. but it was about Frodo falling down icy stairs. Oh, icy stairs. Icy stairs
0: are okay. such a recipe for romance. I got this. Okay. Qui-Gon, you shouted out, hoping he would be able to hear you. You highly doubt that, but now your back is beginning to throb, and your hands are bleeding from the rough stone steps. "'Frodo?' Qui-Gon's voice was sweet (laughs) relief and managed to sit up a bit as he heard you coming down the stairs. "'So you are Frodo in this fanfic!' "'Oh my, are you okay? What happened?' His voice was rushed and panicked, and you were trying to soothe him. "'I'm fine, my back hurts, and I roughed up my hands a bit, but overall, I am good. I am going to need help getting up!' Before you can finish the words, Qui-Gon had completely picked you up and began walking you back up the stairs. "'I am so sorry, Frodo. I never should have let you leave. As soon as we get inside, I will make you a hot bath and some hot cocoa.' He told you, kissing your forehead gently. Mwah. He carried you up the entire way to the apartment and made sure your bath was perfect. As you relaxed in the tub, he made you hot cocoa, and you realized you were truly in love with this man. Aww. And so so he explains to you what's been going on, he tells you that that lady he's been seeing, yeah. she's actually a jeweler, and he's been designing you a ring, <sighs> and he proposes to you. The end.
1: That is so romantic.
0: Isn't it beautiful?
1: That is such, like, what a thing to tell your grandchildren. Like, how yeah. did you and Grandpa get engaged? Well, I fell on my ass down some, a- <laughs> <laughs> some icy steps after thinking he was cheating on me.
0: Now, that was kind of a short one. I do have a little little bonus here.
1: Okay, look, well, give me the uh, bonus. It's not
0: a finished story. They didn't get very far in it. It's by Andrew Median Girl. It's called Kylo's Lament. Kylo Ren was the Pumpkin King. Ha <laughs>
1: ha! Okay, we're off to a really good start here. So, like Jack Skellington. Yeah, Kyle Ren is Jack Skellington. Legend
0: had it that the stars fell into his eyes as they're dying,
1: and after losing their shimmer, granted him the nickname the Star Killer in a few places in the world. Whoa, sorry, hold on. What? 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 So, some two stars died and fell into his eyes. Did he, he, stars are huge? Like stars are like uh, the size of our sun or bigger. If they fell into his eyes, he would be dead. He's or the, he was a very large man. He's the Pumpkin King. Okay, he's the
0: Pumpkin King. After he killed Snoke and Oogie Boogie and claimed his place as ruler of <laughs> Halloween Town, he took on responsibility of organizing. Halloween, along with Hux, the insufferable mayor of the town. Year after year and so on and so on.
1: So sorry, so to take control of Halloween Town, he had to kill not only Oogie Boogie but also Supreme Leader Snoke. So he killed Supreme Leader Snoke. So he fought Supreme Leader Snoke for control of Halloween Town. And
0: Oogie Boogie was there too. And Oogie Boogie was also there. And he must have killed the mayor because now Hux is the mayor. That, that's
1: Okay, yeah. you gotta do what you gotta do.
0: General Hux a little redhead Nazi is the mayor. Insufferable mayor at that. So Kylo's walking around the town, feeling gloomy, he's kinda sick of Halloween town already, and he runs into some witches, and the witches go, Oh Kylo, you scared me! You are so scary! One of the witches batted her eyelashes at him as he walked by her and politely thanked her, nodding his head and following the path into the woods. The witches might present themselves as lovely, but Kylo knew that much like the sirens, they hid their true nature until it was too late for her victims. None of the monsters were attractive to him, although almost all of them were attracted to Kylo.
1: Oh, so he is like the hotness in Halloween town. Everybody
0: wants Kylo, the pumpkin king.
1: I think the author might be projecting a little bit because I'm not sure there's that many people IRL that want Kylo. Well, in Unless they like somebody with an extremely, extremely, very, just very wide chest. Well, just very, very wide. Almost all the monsters. Almost. There might be a few.
0: I think the guy that lives under the stairs maybe doesn't like him, or the one with, with spiders in his hairs. I don't know. He's not um, one. So anyway, he walks through the woods. He calls his dog Nines. So not Zero. Not Zero. Nines, again, this is like another stupid thing, but there's the evil BB-8 on the Star Killer base called BB-9,
1: Oh, so this is his BB-9. BB-9
0: is the is the, dog. is the ghost dog. Got it. Cool. And he finds a bunch of trees with magical doors in them, and that's where the story <gasps> ends. What's this?
1: What's this? Oh, wait, that's where the story ends. Yeah, that's it. Oh, so we are to assume that from that point on, it is exactly identical to the Nightmare Before Christmas, except it's Kylo Ren. But it
0: can't be because Oogie Boogie is dead, and so who's so gonna, what's the climax going to be? Who's going to send him to kill a Santa Claus? It's. I mean, because there's.
1: I guess he just kidnaps the Santa Claus and I don't know, like traps him. In his basement or something like that. Well,
0: the... the re- okay, let me let me tell you... Let me show you... Oogie the... Boogie's
1: not involved. Hang on, I can Maybe read... he just straight up murders him.
0: I can read you the description real quick. Let me, let me grab it real quick. Is fast. this going to shed light on the subject? Uh, it's going to kind of reveal what would have happened had that woman actually finished the story.
1: Oh, okay, so it wasn't supposed to end there is what you're saying.
0: Right. So the story described by Andra Median Girl... Is Kylo's lament. Kylo Ren is the Pumpkin King. You are a simple elf working in Santa's factory. Both of you are tired of your respective realities.
1: What will happen when you find each other? Oh, so this is another reader insert. So he would have gone to Christmas Town, and he would have seen the elf factory, and he would have met you, and you would have fallen in love. So-
0: yeah, it was written not that long ago, though. It was actually written, like, this past week, so...
1: Wow! So maybe they could still update it. I might have Yeah, it says chapters one out of question marks, Apparently so.
0: Ray and Poe and Finn are going to be in at some point, too, so... Maybe there are other uh, elves in the
1: factory. Uh, perhaps. Yeah, crossovers are really bizarre to me. Yeah. I, I'd never really gotten into them, but some people, that's a creative venue for them and more power to them.
0: Yep. Comment. Lemon Boy... Comments on chapter one. I love this so much. I can't wait to read more.
1: All right, Lemon Boy. Well, I hope for your sake that they publish more. You
0: posted it on Thursday. So I'm hoping that we gotta get some updates on Kylo's Lament, A Christmas Tale.
1: Now, if we do get updates, are you going to read them on the podcast? Uh, I
0: could. I could keep you updated on Kylo's Lament. Okay, please do. So those are my... I have t- Okay, that was, those are kind of two stupid little stories. Do you have something a bit more substantial?
1: I have something so substantial. Okay. The next story I'm going to read to you is called Keep It Secret. Keep it safe. Yeah, so the description is thus. During Hobbiton's first secret swap of Yuletide presents, Falco gets stuck with the recipient no one was hoping for and goes to Frodo for advice. Frodo offers his help but at a price one Sam ends up quite surprised by. Falco? Falco is one of Frodo's friends in Rock- the book. He does not appear in the movies. Lock me on my right, Yeah, yeah, Fal- that's Falco. And so basically, Falco draws Sam's name for the secret Santa and he doesn't know what to get him. Just get him a plant. I mean, I feel like he's really easy to shop for anything yeah. that grows. But apparently, Falco does not agree. So, this is rated general, which means there is no sexiness in this. And the tags are prequest. Yule festivities Secret Santa gift swap Fluff Minimal angst About professing crushes Surprise kiss Mutual pining Everyone can tell They're in love Except them And Smoochtober 2018
0: Thanks I hate it So this is Smoochtober I don't like it
1: There's 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 These kind of Events they have In fanfiction communities Where you Pick a month And then you write Theme stories And the theme For this past October was smooches I'm already out Now I feel like You can tell From the description And tags More or less How this story's going to go Basically Frodo Decides to get Get Sam a kiss from the secret Santa, but he has to have Falco do it because Falco's the one who drew Sam's name or whatever. Mm-hmm. So we'll drop in on Sam and Frodo discussing it afterwards. Okay. So Sam says, "While there is a hobbit I've been admiring near since I knew what it meant for someone to be beautiful, and mayhap even a it ain't Rosie Cotton." Oh no. Frodo's voice was soft. It was barely a whisper as he set down the knife. They're eating. Not like, oh my he's god! Not, he's, <laughs> not like, he's not like switching a blade. I was gonna Sam. say, hold on. They're eating. Frodo says. "'And who is that?' "'I'm hopin,' said Sam, gently placing his hand on Frodo's wrist. "'It's the same hobbit as made Mr. Falco kiss me last night.' "'And,' Sam swallowed, his throat going dry, "'I'm hopin' if that hobbit's all the same, he might kiss me again himself.' "'It was Frodo's eyes that shifted to Sam before he turned to face him all the way. "'I believe I can fetch him, Sam,' said Frodo quietly and at length. "'But you must close your eyes. He's very shy and wants it a secret still.' Fair enough, whispered Sam, shaking as he closed his eyes. Within a breath, another mouth met his in the sweetest and gentlest kiss he had ever received. Now, I have to say, the description of this kiss takes the story well beyond a G rating. Okay. They say sweetest and gentlest, but there is, like, lip nibbling and tongue involved. Yikes. Um, But whatever, I'm just gonna skip it anyway. I wish you would. So they kiss. Okay. They could only kiss for so long, however... Before, they parted for air, breathing heavily and resting their foreheads together. Opening his eyes, Sam's gaze was met by one of the truest blue, looking at him searchingly. With tentative but complete affection, Sam brushed an ebony lock behind his partner's ear and nuzzled him to calm. You will keep it a secret, won't you, Sam? asked Frodo, closing his eyes and nuzzling Sam in turn. Aye, as long as you want it. And Sam kissed him again. Wow. That's so sweet! Now be honest, do you like that story? uh it's, no the pacing's really bad <laughs> that's why i had to cut like cut straight to the chase it's very sweet yep. however the, the idea of like a secret romance doesn't appeal to me so much like if you're going to be in a relationship with somebody don't be ashamed of them like, yeah say it loud and say it proud come
0: on i know it's pre-quest maybe maybe post-quest they would be more open about it
1: maybe i mean or maybe the folks of hobbiton are kind of homophobic and so they have to keep it it's a bit secret.
0: traditional yeah
1: bit traditional especially in hobbiton they're extra conservative so maybe that's why but it's still And also I, <laughs> I don't know why They're doing a Secret Santa That's really silly Yeah <laughs> That's really silly I, I, I have to believe Secret Santa is a relatively Modern invention They didn't do Secret Santa In Hobbiton What they did was mathems Ah oh, yeah Which is re-gifting so, uh, I, I don't know, but, but those aside, yeah, it's, it's, it's sweet or whatever.
0: What do you got? Okay, well, I'm gonna start with the description. I, I don't have the story because the story itself is really long and not very good, but it was a really good description. The story is called This Christmas. Okay. It's by an author called What's Upon a Galaxy Far, Far Away. Awesome. And the description is this Summary. This is set one year after the events of last Christmas, at the following Christmas. <laughs> Just to make sure you know which Christmas it is.
1: Sorry. I have no idea which Christmas it is! Wait, okay.
0: So this Christmas... This is set one year after the events of last Christmas, at the following Christmas. And the story called This Christmas. This
1: is set one year after the events of last Christmas, at the following
0: Christmas.
1: <laughs> yeah. Is it this year or next year?
0: It's this year. It's this Christmas. Following last year's Christmas is this Christmas.
1: This is set one year after the events of last Christmas at the following Christmas this Christmas.
0: The story is about, like, Finn not knowing what Christmas is because he's a stormtrooper and (laughs) great teaching him about it, but, like...
1: Forget not knowing what Christmas is!
0: I don't know what year it is anymore! Well, ask Once Upon a Galaxy Far, Far Away, and they'll tell you! If you are Once Upon a Galaxy Far,
1: Far Away, please write in to tell us what year it is. I legitimately have forgotten.
0: Uh, real quick before I jump into my story, do you know what a filk is?
1: It's like a song fic. Yeah, they
0: go back a long way. They're like folk songs that are like repurposed to be about fandom things. It's
1: kind of like if Weird Al wrote songs that weren't like funny, they were just really like nerdy and well, fandomish. Yeah.
0: So these are, there's a guy called Black Ilya, who okay. puts a ton of filks on the Star Wars Christmas tags on Archive of Our Own. He notes that these are written around 1978 when he was a member of the Jedi Knights of Orange County. This is like an old school Star Wars nerdist.
1: Wow. So how old do you think this guy is? Oh
0: my God. I can't even imagine. But he posted it. This was called the Fighter's Battle Song. This is one of like 10 that he posted on oh. Archive of Our Own. And what's the tune? Little Drummer Boy.
1: <laughs> he made up a
0: Star Wars song to the tune of Little Drummer Boy. Now, what I do like about this before I get started, uh, it lists the chorus of the song. And the chorus is Parumpum Pum Pum. That
1: is not the chorus of the song. <laughs> that is demonstrably not what so, the chorus of the Little Drummer Boy is. Literally every. It's not just Parumpum Pum Pum. Every verse has the word chorus after it.
0: So basically,
1: the verse, every single verse, so basically it has like 97 verses in this song. Yeah. Everyone is a single line long, and then there's a chorus. I'll just sing the first verse because it's insufferable.
0: So here it goes Come, ye fighters, pum Pum. Our alliance to save pur up
1: a pum pum
0: wax wings and y wings man pur up pom pom, prepare to make us stand pur up a pom
1: pom pum pom pom now we are away pur pom pom, our time has come. Okay, now here. So one thing I'd like to point out: it actually says "our time has time." Yeah, I really actually corrected it for him <laughs> uh, because I don't think that's what he meant. Also, I really like the line "X wings and Y wings, man." They're great, man. I love them, man. Chefs, man. You know what, man? X wings and Y wings, man. Yeah, give you them know, A wings and
0: B wings. These are in the 1978, so before those existed. But yeah, pretty cool. Pretty cool guy. Uh, good job. The next story I have is called "Let the Free for All Begin." It's by the Mantra Pseudo Biblica. Holy cow! Now, this one, I'm going to read it a little bit, and then we'll kind of explain what's going on. So... Palpatine carried Thrawn into the manor house at the center of Convergence. Welcome home, little one. Thrawn didn't open his eyes. He was tuckered out from exposure to force power. Palpatine had run all the way home at speeds, rivaling out of sound. Oh, <laughs> Palpatine was booking it for an old man! Now, I feel bad. This is like our first introduction of Grand Admiral Thrawn on the podcast.
1: Yeah, who is Grand Admiral Thrawn?
0: He is from the extended universe. He was recently introduced into the Rebels cartoon as a, as a canon character. He is a Chiss. He's like this blue alien guy who ends up becoming an admiral within the Empire. He has a whole trilogy of books. That's where Luke Skywalker comes from. And he's a very cool character. But this is Palpatine taking care of Thrawn, who's a baby. Oh! Daddy
1: Palpatine Did he get turned into a baby or is this is just No he's just a baby How did he find him He's just a baby I don't know He just found this baby and wind sprinted at speeds rivaling that of sound Yeah I don't know I mean can you imagine Palpatine booking <coughs> it He's in great it? shape for his age This old man is uh,
0: robe whipping all over the place like yeah, Unlimited power I'm running like faster fastest sound um, So let's continue Okay With Thrawn tucked into a sling Palpatine began sorting through the stacks of invitations on his table As usual the children's choir party a palace gala a dinner, and seven parties. Phew! Now since I have you, I can beg off six parties in the gala. I'll still have to make an appearance, but less than one than I would otherwise. So, like, he's getting all these invitations to parties and stuff.
1: That's super relatable, because I, too, will do anything to get out of a children's choir concert. He is
0: relieved that he has this blue baby to get him out of all the events he doesn't want to go to. Palpatine sent out his own invitations. I hope nobody comes. Of course they would. No one would be able to comprehend that Naboo senator wanted to enjoy time alone with his baby's son. Or if they did, they would fail to comprehend how much he enjoyed it or how much he really wanted.
1: So he's already calling this baby his son. Like, he just found this baby. We
0: don't know if he just found him, but it's his baby. He's his son. Thrawn slept peacefully as Palpatine held a mini fashion show. <laughs> his own baby clothes were too big for the tiny infant, but he had to have traditional Naboo dress. Sitting down in the bed, he glanced at the tiny baby and thought... Then he jumped us as a communicator, told loudly, oh, Who is it? It's Isis. <laughs> it's
1: Isis!
0: Yeah, like the Islamic State. No, it's a the
1: Islamic State is calling Emperor Palpatine no, as a, he's
0: her name doing is, a fashion it's show. It's a character someplace. named Isis. I'm almost positive she's an OC because she's in multiple of this person's stories.
1: Okay. You, a, you you can tell us beyond a shadow of a doubt this is not an official Star Wars character. This is not a Star Wars character. Okay. She <laughs> is a, She's a tailor.
0: And one of three people that Palpatine trusted with his true identity.
1: But can you state beyond a a shadow of a doubt that she's not part of Islamic State?
0: Well, let me explain how how she's described. Maybe that will help clarify things for you. Okay. Isis was a tall blonde woman with changeable eyes.
1: Changeable?
0: In one light, storm cloud. Changeable
1: light sounds like she's got false eyes that she can like take in and out. In
0: another, amethyst. In a third, sea green. Such was it with the woman herself. She was a true chameleon.
1: Okay, okay. So basically we have no description of her beyond the fact that she has different colored eyes. Yeah. And is almost certainly an author insert.
0: So basically she's calling Palpatine to uh, measure baby Thrawn since he's making him and Palpatine matching gowns. Oh my god. Uh, Palpatine is, I I can already tell what kind
1: of father he's going to be. He's going to be really overbearing.
0: Yeah, Thrawn gets really grumpy because he's being handled like a baby doll as Isis is like measuring him and lifting up his arms and his legs. Sure, sure, that's annoying. Palpatine bumped Thrawn's lip with the nipple of a bottle.
1: Sorry, that's just Isis. She treats everyone like that.
0: He smirks softly. She even treats her husband like that. Poor thing. Kind of kind of editorializing there, but okay. Thanks, author. Yep. Thrawn forgave him with the advent of a nourishing bottle. Wait.
1: Thrawn forgave the him. The advent of a nourishing but bo- And also, Advent is capitalized, Thrawn so for it him is him like the, ad- the religious holiday.
0: Thrawn forgave him with an advent of a nourishing bottle. Palpatine <laughs> <Thrawn laughs> <laughs> smiled softly. Get some sleep, Thrawn. Tomorrow is a big day. The next chapter, Palpatine is decorating his Coruscant mansion with Christmas stuff. Okay. Palpatine found the box of old Christmas ornaments in a closet. He never took down the outside lights and never had a need to. That is relatable. That is very relatable because I too would be way too lazy to take down the lights. Walking through the house, he pitched garlands and baubles into the air seemingly at random intervals. The result was a holiday chaos, all tasteful of course. Isis delivers the robes and notices that baby Thrawn, he feels a little bit warm.
1: He's got a fever!
0: And that's where it ends. Oh, did he die? <laughs> it's to be continued. It's a cliffhanger. Did he die?
1: Well, when was it written?
0: Uh, like 2008, I think. Oh, so it's never going to be continued. I don't think so. The baby died. Let's all just assume that the baby died. Well, Grand Animal Thrawn grew up to rule the empires. I don't know. Maybe.
1: Anyway, that's my... (laughs) That's (laughs) a good story. (laughs) Well, Palpatine is such a doting dad who also hobnobs with Islamic State. Yeah. (laughs) He employs Islamic State-based tailors. Well, they make his clothes, uh, matching clothes for him and his baby.
0: Can you imagine
1: Islamic State measuring your inseam? They would not be gentle about it at all. Can you imagine
0: Palpatine wearing the same clothes as a baby?
1: (laughs) I don't don't want to imagine that. I don't want to imagine him wearing, like, a little sailor suit and sprinting around. (laughs) I don't either. (laughs) I don't like it. I don't like it. But... Maybe you'll like this. Okay, what we got? All right, this is called Yuletide in Aldburg. Aldburg is a city in Rohan, by the way. The way they have this laid out is like so nostalgic for me. Okay, so the description says pairing, Amr slash Faramir, genre slash rating PG thirteen. Um, by the way, there is no PG thirteen rating on Archive of <laughs> Our Own, so this was definitely imported from somewhere else. Okay. Word count: one thousand six hundred thirty-five. Disclaimer pure fiction written for Lord of the Rings Advent Advent's calendar entry 22nd December all characters belong to the J.R.R. Tolkien estate do they? thanks for reminding us I'm glad they know I mean like they want to get get their, their ducks in a row they want to make sure their butts are covered so you can tell this story is real old just by the way that description is organized right so like when I was a teenager yeah fanfic descriptions would always be like that they'd always have like a disclaimer and it would usually be like do not sue I don't have any money as if that would stand <laughs> up in court yeah. if the author decided to sue which they won't because there's no point right but if they did like but I said do not sue in the description <laughs> I asked you not to and then after they would list like the pairing they would always be like don't like don't read
0: oh nice like and then that.
1: like concrete only please R and R read and review oh
0: concrete right. constructive criticism yes okay yes got it
1: so the only way this could have more of like a 2002 feel is if it described the thick as a lemon what's a lemon it's a slashback it's oh. a dirty comic. But anyway, or sometimes if it was, like, very light on the eroticism, they would call it, like, a twist of lime or something like that. Oh, my that. God. Anyway, so the story here is that Denethor is pissed off because his son Faramir is a huge wuss. <laughs> so he wants to toughen him up. Okay. So he sends him to Rohan to get hard. Yeah. And then he does get hard, but not in the way Denethor was expecting. But um tish
0: Oh, my God. Let's give me one of those. <laughs> Anyway, here goes. I'm noticing a theme with your stories. Have you noticed a the theme with your stories? It's a theme with the stories that are available. I do not have much of a choice. I try to get a little bit, give a bit of variety here. I'm noticing a bit of a theme. There's there's
1: some variety later on, but I'm telling you, there's only so much I have to work with. Okay. Faramir knocked the snow off his shoes and coat. The snowflakes in his hair started to melt, sending cold rivulets of water down his neck. On Amir's command, a maid brought a heated towel, and Faramir dried his hair and neck. Come on, let's move closer to the fire, Amir suggested, and led the way into a large assembly area. The room was heated by several braziers and a large fireplace holding a huge log. Oh, you have the yule log in already! Faramir <laughs> shouted. <laughs> If <laughs> there's no need to shout wow, Yule you the wow Astonished, but then remembered that the Rohirrim had different traditions than the Gondorians. Eamir <laughs> smiled. It's Yuletide for us already, friend. I know that you celebrate in a different style away there in Moonberg. Tell me of your traditions, and this year you will see ours with your very own eyes. So he's about to see something with his own eyes, but um... <laughs> sh- <laughs> Alright, skipping ahead a bit. The fire in the braziers was burning down. Only the yule log in the fireplace was left to throw its flickering light on the men's faces. Faramir suddenly felt weary to his bones and had to stifle a yawn. Aymer stood up. Time for bed, my friend. He said, reaching out to his guest and pulling Faramir out of the chair. A servant rushed in, carrying candles, but Aemir took the candlestick out of the man's hand and waved him off. I will show you to your quarters. Follow me, he said, and led the way out of the assembly hall by a side door. They climbed up a set of stairs, and Faramir followed Aemir into a corridor. The light of the candles illuminated the Aerolinga's broad shoulders and small waist. <laughs> he doesn't look like he is eight years my junior, Faramir mused, unable to take his eyes off the younger man walking before him. Fairmere stepped inside, wishing his host a good night, and AMR closed the door after returning the good night wishes. Fur carpets lay thick on the floor, and his feet felt warm stepping on them.
0: <laughs> <It's so weird. laughs>
1: the descriptions are so weird in this story. I, mean, I know, I know. <laughs> they get even better. He walked over to the bed and sat testing the softness of the mattress. It felt good <laughs> and he, he was sure he would sleep well this night. He turned towards a chair and began to unbutton his shirt, then kicked off his shoes. Faramir didn't notice a secret door in the wall panel opening as he stepped out of his pants. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> he's taking off his pants and the secret door opens. What part of that didn't you understand. With his back to the bed, he folded his clothes tightly before crawling under the bed cover. He stilled, stopped breathing for a split second when he felt the warm body reading for him between the sheets. The end. <laughs> that's it? <laughs> Merry Christmas! Oh my god. I hope he's into it, otherwise that's assault, brother! That yeah, is, yeah. That, <laughs> that is, is. <laughs> assault. So, apparently, a. Amir also thought he was pretty fine piece because he got naked and crawled into the bed covers. <laughs> Just like you do on a romantic Christmas night. Merry Aww. Christmas, one and all.
0: All right. I got a romantic story too, actually. I said I have some variety, but this one's maybe more your speed. So this one's called A Kylox Christmas by Star Wars Fan 20.
1: Now, Kylox, I'm assuming, is the pairing of Kylo Ren and, and Hux. And Hux. Yes. Yes.
0: And it's going to be right up your alley because it's very romantic and sweet. Sweetie. Is it sweet? Is it's it cute sweet.
1: and sweet? Christmas romance? Yep,
0: yeah, here it goes. Okay, cool. It was Christmas Day, and Ben was not feeling well. He was sick, and he was going to be by himself. As his husband, Armitage Hux, was to go to his parents' house to celebrate Christmas with them, he told his mom about Ben not coming, as he told her that he was ill, but he said to stay with him. But he said, at least he asked Phasma to come and keep him occupied. Whilst he came there, she say, okay, I'll see you soon. About five minutes, the doorbell rang, and it was Phasma. Hey, Phasma, thank you for coming over today. I got to go now. Ben's asleep now, so if you hear me, go check on him, please. I will, don't worry, but thank goodness you he were here at home today, coming here to keep an eye on him for me to stop worrying. And okay, okay, go on later. And Hux came. Home. Hasma told Hux how his husband was stay. He was very clingy and asking for him. So Hux thanked Phasma for come over, and he thanked her and gave her a Christmas present. She gave him and Ben a Christmas present, and she left, and she went to go see his husband. He was happy to see him. Oh, Hux, shush, shush, Ben, it okay? I hear you now. Go back to sleep. Okay. I'm not going nowhere. Okay. Okay, love you, he say Ben was better the next day, but Hux now now gotten Ben's bug.
1: Okay, so, okay. Wow. <laughs> Period. Uh, so, I, I, I couldn't understand any of that the person who wrote it must be about nine Office notes. Hey it's me Star Wars fan 20 here.
0: Sorry I didn't write on Kylux one shots because I've been really busy and got a new iPad for Christmas and so now I can write on here and do stuff. Yeah I'm going to do a New Year's Kylux one shot so yeah sorry again but I'm really busy because I've been more more busy than I've ever been here because a couple weeks going to the hospital to see my gra- my bad dad with my granddad he is poorly at the minute so I'll be writing him to have him visit him as well so, so yeah so as I say happy Christmas so it's late saying it and happy new year.
1: So I think all I got from that was that he got an iPod and he Went to visit his granddad with his dad dad.
0: You <laughs> want to go visit his dad dad with his granddad? <laughs> he went to go visit
1: his dad dad with his granddad. Oh, okay. So, first of all, is this person okay? Second of all, I, I really don't understand what they're talking about.
0: So. Ben, uh, Kylo Ren has a bug and yes. Hux went to his parents' house for Christmas and sent Phasma over to check on him and then Hux came back and Phasma's like, he wouldn't stop talking about you and Ben's like, oh, I missed you and he's like, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay and then Hux has the cold.
1: Oh, so this is a sick fic.
0: It's a, is that what they call it?
1: They call it a sick fic. So one, one party is taking care of the other while they're sick and usually they're kind of delirious from fever so they'll let slip the fact that they like have feelings for them or whatever and then, yeah, the other partner will end up sick. They're
0: already married here, so it doesn't matter. Oh, they're
1: already married, so that's not even much of a reveal. What's the point? His husband, Armitage Hux. Your husband really likes you. Wow, big reveal. Shocker. Okay.
0: Yeah, so I need. To I, I also didn't realize that Hux's first name was Armitage. I didn't either, so I started reading these stories, but yes, that's his first name. Do you name. think that the person made it up? Or is that no, it's real. Oh, that's it's canonically right. his first name, I Armitage. It up. That's, his, that's his name, Armitage. Armitage. Okay, cool. I need to breast my voice. Do you have anything else you can read me?
1: Yes, I do. So I've read you all the stories I'm going to read you, but I have a few more descriptions I want to read because sometimes the descriptions are more entertaining than the stories themselves. Okay. So for example, here are the tags for a story called Oil and Water. Oil and Water, okay. So the tags are Friendship. Platonic male male relationships, father figures, father son relationship, Yule, sea longing. What? Hold on, sea longing. Sea longing for the sea. Sea longing. Longing for the sea. That's how many stories calling. about not sea longing. Sea longing. Well, apparently there must be more than one because there's a whole tag for it. Oh my god, sea longing. Family drama, racism, cultural differences, cross cultural traditions, and mild spanking, non consensual. <laughs> I'm still more put off by sea longing. <laughs> the sea longing bothers you more than the mild spanking non-consensual. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's non-consensual.
0: That's, that's problematic.
1: That is problematic. That's why they have to put it in the tag. That's mild. why they have to give you a warning.
0: And it could be a trigger, yeah.
1: So I don't even know really what the story's about because I did not read it. Okay. Uh, I don't want to read about mild spanking non-consensual. Oh, me neither.
0: Sea longing, though. Hmm.
1: Yes. Um, here's a description for a story called It's the Most Beautiful Time of the Year, which is actually not how the song goes, but whatever. <laughs> it's wonderful, aside. isn't it? Yes. So the description says... Elrond and his siblings are shopping mall elves, and Elrond is ready to be done with his shift so he can go home and sleep for the next day, unless something or someone changes his mind. Okay, so So Elrond- He's a shopping mall elf, getting paid minimum wage to work at the mall, he is very tired, he wants to go home. It's
0: kind of a funny idea, having the Lord of the Rings elves be (laughs) mall elves. Oh yeah,
1: it's a ridiculous idea, like, I I salute this author. author. Yeah. I salute this author. Okay. So last, I want to read you the descriptions for a series of three stories. Okay. All of which were written by the same author and all of which are reader self-insert stories wherein the reader is dating various Lord of the Rings characters. They came up in my Christmas search because they were apparently part of the, quote, 2015 Christmas Drabble collection. A Drabble? What's a Drabble? It's like a short fanfic. Okay. The first one is called If We Were All Alone and the reader is dating Lindir. Okay. Lindir is one of the elves of Rivendell in the movies he's played by the guy from Flight of the Conquers. Oh, fig-wit. Ah, Figwit. Yeah, so this is Figwit. So the tags say, Linder slash Reader, Linder, Reader, and Hurt Comfort. Okay. And the description just says, sorry, I thought I was alone, dot, dot, dot. That's... So that's the first one. These escalate, though. These okay, escalate this is so part quickly. one of So c- that's c- just part one. Okay. Okay. The second story is called Tell Me, and in this one, the reader is dating Legolas. Okay, cute. The tags say, Legolas Greenleaf slash Reader. Legolas Greenleaf, Reader, Aragorn, and Reader Deaf. I'm gonna die in this. You're gonna story? die in this. Oh, the no. description <laughs> says, Go on, tell me. Tell me that you don't love me. Imagine if you died in Legolas's arms and he starts to grieve because he loved you a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine. Imagine that. Imagine if Legolas loved you a lot and then you died and he was sad. These are Christmas? <laughs> They were written for, for, yeah, Christmas 2015 whatever. Yeah, apparently. I don't know if they're actually Christmas related once you read the stories. These are bummers. <laughs> you think that was a bummer? Just wait. All right. The third story is called Choose to Dream. And in this one, the reader is dating AMR. The tags say Aamer Aedig slash reader. AMR slash reader. Aamer AMR Aedig reader. PTSD mentions of blood. jeez oh, And the description just says blood. Blood everywhere. <laughs> is this <laughs> Garth Marenghi writing these <laughs> stories? you <laughs> Scarf Rengi's Dark Place. Blood. Maggots. Maggots all over the post office floor. Blood. Blood everywhere. PTSD. Oh my god. So yeah. Um, Merry Christmas. Thanks. Do you have one last one for me? I have maybe? one last
0: gift specifically for you. I found it just um, just minutes before the show started. And I said, Joanna will love this story. Oh,
1: this is right up my alley is what you're saying. Yeah, I am. Oh, uh boy. This is
0: by She, Jedi, Siona. Okay. I don't want to tell you the title. I want you to kind of figure it out as we go along here, okay? <laughs> figure out the title? All right, I'll try. Well, kind of, I don't want to give away too much. <laughs> got it, got it. There's like a twist here that I think you'll like. Ooh. So, it's about Mace Windu. Mm-hmm. Mace Windu Mace walked Windu. out on the veranda of the Jedi Temple. Listening to the murmurs of excitement and expectation behind him, he sighed. It was a Coruscantian holiday. Near the end of the standard year, they would give each other presents for no reason at all. Recently, the Jedi had taken the tradition into their hearts. Mace had scowled upon it, thinking it was a ridiculous holiday. When he had even heard that Master Yoda had given it a nod of acceptance, he decided to deal with it. Now the old temple was involved with it. Everyone's getting presents or special treats every day. Mace had yet to receive one, but didn't really matter to him at all. After all, weren't Jedi forbidden possession or attachment of any kind? The holiday had just confused him beyond proportion, especially with the fact that Master Yoda had allowed it to happen. He shook his head as he called a taxi speeder and climbed inside. ki mundi you know ki mundi
1: I think you mentioned Ki-Adi-Mundi.
0: He's like, he's the Jedi with like the cone-shaped head. He's like, okay. He's like, the boy, is powerful. That oh, so that
1: right guy. There? Does he have a mustache? Yes. Yeah, right I know here. who you're talking about.
0: And he gets gunned down in episode three. Yes. Ki-Adi-Mundi told him that he should go along with it and get a present for somebody, so Mace decided to go get Ki-Adi-Mundi a new pair of boots. But no matter, he thought. I have to get the present, and then it's over and done with. He takes the taxi over to the boot store. Yep, get Ki-Adi-Mundi some boots. Yep. Okay. No one's in there except the bored protocol joy at the desk. And there's a little boy. Oh. Mace waited for seemed like forever, even to him. At least this is helping to increase my patience, he mused. Then to his utter joy, the boy put up his last coin onto the counter. Thirty-nine republic credits, the cashier announced. I'm so sorry, young sir, but that is not enough. You'll need 50 Republic credits to purchase these shoes. The young boy's face fell and he twisted his hands together. But, 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 but I, I need these shoes for my mother! The boy turned around, noticing Mace for the first time. I'll need them!
1: Are you okay? i figured out where this story was going a few paragraphs back i'm like covering my mouth because i'm gonna lose it
0: <laughs> mace's heart melted for the young boy selflessly giving up all his money to get his mother something and demanding nothing in return reaching into his pocket he pulled out the money meant for Kiati mundy's boots and placed it on the counter here this should pay for the shoes droid the droid counted out the credits one by one 30 credits sir Looking at the boy, the droid said, Would you like them wrapped, young sir? The boy shook his head energetically. No, sir, thank you. Picking up the shoes and turning to the Jedi, he said, Thank you so much, sir. My mother will love these shoes when she meets my daddy in the Force tonight. <laughs>
1: shoes! They've got a Star Wars it's a- <laughs> that is just Christmas shoes! It's actually
0: called the Christmas boots, okay?
1: Um, buy these boots <laughs> for Mama,
0: please. Mace was taken aback and perplexed. Sorry, what? The boy's happy smile dimmed. You see, my daddy died when I was little, and since then my mother's been sick for a very long time, and the doctor says she doesn't have much time left. He smiled brighter and hugged the blue satin shoes to his chest like a precious treasure. I want her to look pretty when she meets the Force tonight. Bye! The boy ran <laughs> up... Bye! <laughs> The boy ran out the door and Mace chased after him. The boy disappeared. Mace stood outside the door, stunned. Then he smiled and called for the taxi speeder, telling him to head to the Jedi Temple. As the taxi headed for the temple, Mace settled back and grinned with understanding. Maybe this wasn't such a ridiculous holiday after all.
1: Oh my god. Well, So I'm glad that his small heart grew three sizes because uh, he spotted a little boy who instead of just spending time with his dying mother decided that she needs new shoes before she dies which is so stupid I'm not even going to get into how stupid Christmas Shoes is because Pat and Oswald already did a magnificent takedown on it but what? it is it is. this is dire this is dire uh, it's such a bad song like is this a joke it's such a bad song why would you write a fic based on that song the
0: description was like I heard the song The Christmas Shoes and I thought it would be a perfect fit it's,
1: it's like, not a perfect fit it's not a perfect fit for anything now, it's not a perfect fit for Star Wars it's not a perfect fit for fan fiction. It's not a perfect fit for human society. It is the
0: war song. But Mace, went to help them buy shoes. Was Mama look good for the Force tonight?
1: The Force is like this intangible, incorporeal, like, energy source. It's not something that makes judgments on your shoes. You don't have to look good for it. What are you talking about? Who is this person? Who did this? She, Jedi Siona. See, Jedi Siona, you need to take a good, hard look at your life. I know you're probably 12, but it's never too early to reexamine your life. I loved it. I love how you found it and then assumed it would be perfect for me. I knew you would love it, Joanna. I wish you could have seen my face. (laughs) Oh, it was turning red. I had my hands, both my hands over my mouth. I could feel my eyes were about to pop out of my head. As soon as he went to the shoe store and saw a little boy who didn't have enough money, I was like, oh, no.
0: So, I think that's a good place to end it for today. Can we go out on Christmas shoes, actually? I'll see what I can do. Though we do need to get to our segment before our holiday celebration is over. The worst, the worst,
1: the worst, the worst, the worst name challenge. Christmas edition. Jingle, jingle.
0: Uh, yeah, so last week we had Doofendork, the reigning champions, meeting up against Luke Skywalker, the guy whose name looks like a typo, and Luke managed to beat Doofendork. I, I knew he would, because to be honest, even I voted for Luke.
1: <laughs> Normally now, I vote for my own guy, but not this time.
0: So Doofendork are going to be raising their rafters. I think, though, because it's Christmas... That we have a Christmas armistice on the Worst Name Challenge. Okay. A bit of a ceasefire so that the boys can play soccer outside of the trenches.
1: Okay. I like that. So we're not doing it this this week. We're not going to do it
0: this week. I think Doof and Dork, before we raise them in the rafters, which you will, I want them to hang out and shake hands and just sit around the Yule Log with us, around the Kwanzaa fire with us as we celebrate this Holiday in the stars,
1: in the way it was meant to be celebrated by reading silly fan fiction. So,
0: doof and dork, Luke, sit down, have a have a have a bit of eggnog, have a bit of Kwanzaa drink, and yeah, thanks for thanks for listening this week, guys.
1: Thanks, guys. I hope you have a good holiday season. I hope you all have a good New Year. But I I I hope you are with loved ones. And if you are not with loved ones, and if this time of year is rather depressing for you. Open up Wattpad or Archive of Our Own and search by lowest rank fix, and I guarantee you'll find something fun.
0: You know what makes me feel better when I feel lonely on the holidays? What? Writing podcast reviews.
1: Oh, absolutely. Without a doubt. It's that parasocial interaction. It makes you feel connected to another human being.
0: Yeah. So, actually, by the way, we did get a new review recently. Uh Uh-oh. They didn't get contact. There was a nice review. A very nice review. Oh, yeah? I said it was tops. Just tops. I don't know who this person is. I don't know their iTunes name but if it was you the offer is on the table my friend get a hold of me i'll draw you as a hob walk. be the first example step forward be be the be the man you're born to be or Be woman. the change
1: you want to see in the world yes if you are the person who said we're tops first of all i love you i'm making a heart symbol with my She's hands doing right it now. second of all let us do something for you Yes. I mean, we've already done a lot for them. We put out this podcast for free, but But no, let us do something more for you.
0: Because you're special and we like you better. Thank you for listening, everybody. Have a good holiday. We'll talk to you next
1: time. It's not even next year. We still have time. All right. Bye. Bye.